0: Welcome to Our Lives with Shannon Fisher, where we discuss everything that brings us life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Our Lives with Shannon Fisher. This is your host, Shannon Fisher. Animal lovers will especially enjoy today's show because we are talking about alternative medicine for pets. My guest is Dr. Leslie Ann Jones. She's the medical director at Woodlake Animal Hospital, and her veterinary practice provides an array of alternative healing techniques to complement conventional veterinary medicine. She's here today to tell us all about it. Dr. Jones, welcome. Thank you very much for having me here today. I'm looking forward to chatting
1: about one of my favorite topics.
0: So tell me a little bit about alternative medicine for animals.
1: I'll go back a little ways as to why I even got into it. I'm a 20-year practicing veterinarian, and even while I was in school, I was seeing practice with animals equine veterinarians and my mentor at the time was using acupuncture for both lameness issues, reproductive issues, uh, nervous, uh, neurologic issues. And I went, holy mackerel, this is crazy stuff. Um, But it was amazing to use acupuncture to help older mares cycle and be able to be bred again and things like that. And I went, this is a whole nother thing we're not learning about in vet school. So when I got out of school, I got certified in 2008 from the Chi Institute in Florida. And acupuncture was the first place I started. Since then, I've gotten my veterinary medical manipulation certification, which is also known as chiropractic in the human world. And we also use a lot of Chinese herbal formulas in conjunction with what we do. Um, at Wood Lake. There's a lot of other modalities that can play into alternative medicine for animals, including uh, cold laser therapy, ozone therapy. Um, Some folks use Reiki and essential oils and homeopathy as well. I'm not as well versed in some of those, but um, for today's visit, acupuncture, Medical manipulation, herbals, we can chat all day long.
0: Excellent. (laughs) And so how do those techniques, how how do they complement the veterinary medicine that everyone does? The
1: basics are, it gives us something else in our tool belt. Mm -hmm. Um, Acupuncture, everybody's at least heard of, and and even the 20 years of practicing, it's not a hard sell anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to know somebody who's had it done to themselves or a pet that's had it. It is the same points, the same energy work, the same um, responses that we use in ourselves, all animals, um, they respond differently, but just so do humans. And it's a great complement to our Western medicine, but anything we can do in Western medicine, we can do with Eastern medicine as well, which is really pretty cool. So So. how does acupuncture work? (laughs) That's the magical question. (laughs) Um, The way I explain it to my clients is looking at our entire bodies as a grid of energy basically, and basically a platform of, of intersections of nerve and lymphatic bundles, just a grid, if you will. And acupuncture is the stimulation of points that are created at the intersections of this grid all over our bodies. It goes back over 3000 years. What's interesting is when the Chinese developed it initially, it actually, at least as I've been taught, it started with veterinary, went Extrapolated to humans, and then we've brought it back to animals again. Um, the way it was described to us is during my courses was that it was something they found in battle. The horses were bleeding. Somebody found that it stopped bleeding if we pressed this point, and it mm-hmm. extrapolated from there. Um, early acupuncture needles were stones. <laughs> That's so really, and, and arrows and things like that. Mm-hmm. So pressure points and. Years and years and years, 3,000 years of medicine, and it's now a very, very fine-tuned, um, amazing opportunity that our animals respond to incredibly well. So
0: what kinds of, of conditions
1: does it treat? It can treat just about anything. Mm-hmm. I myself tend to focus on orthopedic issues, chronic GI issues, but behavioral um, skin um, Better practitioners than myself will use it for anesthesia. We'll use it for within human and veterinary. Um, we'll use it for levels that you and I would reach for drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, in my practice, most of my patients are geriatric changes, uh, older pet changes, orthopedic changes, hurt backs, torn knees, bad hips, bad shoulders, that kind of thing. But also um, behavioral issues. um issues, chronic GI, chronic diarrhea, chronic vomiting, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times my patients come to me, we're a last ditch effort, you know, a Hail Mary a lot of times. And sometimes a lot of these pets tend to be 15, 16 years old. These are my older critters and I love my seniors. But what happens is we give these guys a good quality of life with using the acupuncture and... Their days with us, while we're at that side of the mountain, they're much better quality. Sure. And, and they, they're more comfortable. Definitely. So, um, lots of pain management, lots of um, endorphin release, um, and healing, just generalized healing. That's wonderful. So tell me
0: about the herbs. So herbs
1: are a whole nother study. We use it in complementary with the acupuncture. There are many practitioners who use exclusively herbs and occasionally needle things. It just kind of depends on who you're talking to. Any of my pharmaceuticals that we have on the Western side, I probably have an herbal equivalent of it. Really, What I generally use are, I refer to them as cocktails because they tend to be mixtures of Chinese herbs. A lot of folks will say, oh, I'm, you know, I take valerian root or I take melatonin. I take those sort of things, you know, Mm -hmm. Western-wise. And we can use those as well. But the Chinese herbs that we use, um, again, are formulated at the Chi Institute, uh, where we went to school and I've got herbs for, again, chronic issues, for GI issues, for lameness, for arthritis orthopedic issues. But I also have herbs for diabetes or Cushing's or endocrine disorders, um, for behavioral disorders. Um, one of the, my favorite herbs, the title of it is in Chinese, but it translates to naked woman dancing on the roof. <laughs> it's for, <laughs> for some of my dogs that are um, just a little unstable. <laughs> Um, So it calms them down. It sure does. It calms them down. I have another one that is um, for older male dogs that might get a little bit um, of a leaky bladder and Mm -hmm. sometimes have a wet spot when they wake up. The herb that I use for that, again, in Chinese translates to old man wet shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those are just, but it is something to do when um, a lot of times I don't always have the right answer in Western. So Mm -hmm. it's wonderful to have more in my tool belt to say, hey, I may put you on this Western anti-inflammatory, but I'm also gonna get you started on these herbs to help the
0: muscles relax and help the body feel better. Sure, sure, so. and so you talked about manipulation, chiropractic mm-hmm. care, yep. how does that fit into it, the veterinary world? I've
1: recently done my chiropractic, my manipulation course, and in 20 years of practicing, it's almost changed the way I do my exams, it's changed the way I see my pets um, and my patients. Adjusting the spine, is you're able to, they're microscopic, they're minimal adjustments. A lot of, some folks are very, very pro chiropractic, others very, very on the other end of the spectrum about it. But what happens is these dogs, they've been walking a little awkwardly. We all walk, none of us walk squarely. So helping the spine get back aligned helps muscles relax, help muscles feel better, helps the gait improve, helps the body feel better. It's all about releasing pain, helping the body heal itself and given the chance, all of our bodies want to heal ourselves. And our pets, especially, I feel like they're almost more connected to that. So a little bit of an adjustment, a little bit of some needling here and there, and their bodies go, why, thank you.
0: (laughs) Let me let me do this. So how do the animals respond? I mean, that has Uh, to be a bit of a process. That
1: is a process. And I love it. Not all of my dogs. um, And I tend to do dogs and cats. um, But a lot of my friends and colleagues do horses and do pretty much anybody. And jokingly, I'll Stick needles in just about anybody and give it a go. I've acupunctured a possum. I've acupunctured, <laughs> um, because I do some wildlife work at the practice, mm-hmm. and so I'll stick some needles in there if they're bleeding or if, if for pain management. But the animals tend to like it. Um, usually, the first instance, the first visit, they're a little worried. Here comes a doctor walking in the room with a bunch of needles, and um, what's? But we don't sedate them. We do what the animal allows us to do. Depending on the personality of the dog, some of them are real fire, some real spicy. They only want one or two needles. I have some other really easygoing dogs who lay right down, drag their parents in, lay down on my mat on the floor, and go sound asleep for 30 minutes. And um, and every dog is different. Some dogs they'll sleep this week. I'll see you in three weeks, and they're like, nope, I feel good today. I don't want to. I don't need to sleep today. I'm. I don't need my treatment today. Sure. So, um, I love doing my kitties. Um, most of my cats start purring and fall asleep. <laughs> really, <laughs> they love it. They love. The endorphin release, the relaxation. um, A lot of my kitties that I see have chronic disease process. Mm -hmm. And because sometimes our cats are a little harder to read than our dogs, maybe they're further along in their process than Mm -hmm. perhaps my dogs are because we just haven't picked up on it. And to have that release, that endorphin release, that, that pain management, the cats go, per thank you
0: <laughs> which sure. is really 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 rewarding so that's kind of an uh, immediate tell but it's, but how is it always immediate not always
1: immediate but generally i'd say 85 to 90% of my clients my patients feel really good after their first session. Now that feeling really good might only last for two or three days. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I warn owners, hey, I want to see you again in about a week and let's see where we are. The goal is with a lot of my acupuncture points, in a perfect world, I've, I've fixed them and I don't need to see them again. And that's my goal. And um, But on the other hand, I'm also making them feel better for longer. So they're with me longer. So I get to see them on the flip side. A lot of my patients I'll see regularly every week, one to two weeks for four to five sessions. But at that point, if there is a cumulative effect to it, and they're able to. I get owners who tell me, I don't think we needed to be here this week, Doc. He's still doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But most of my long term guys, I see about once every four to six weeks. So, and that's just for maintenance. Often these are my seniors. As time goes by, other problems maybe raise their head and we start develop we address those as they can i call it kind of peeling the onion we um address the problem that the pets presented to that day Mm -hmm. we work on that for a few sessions often then we might find underlying problems we fix the top one but maybe there's something a little deeper and that's where that relationship building becomes and and you work on the dog that presents themselves that day or cat um so that I enjoy too, the variety of it. I'm used to seeing Roxy for her back problems, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but you know what? She might overdo it chasing a squirrel tomorrow and hurt her hip. So maybe we'll see her and work on her hip that week, kind right? of thing. Right. So.
0: For those who don't know, Roxy is my beagle.
1: <laughs> and she's fabulous. She is fabulous. She, she is very absolutely fabulous. To see me today. <laughs>
0: And so how, how do you do diagnostic testing to determine how to proceed with these treatments? It's a great question. Um, we
1: listen to the client. We listen to the pet. Uh, in Chinese medicine, two of the main um, components of the diagnosis is something called tongue diagnosis, and the other is pulses. So we take a look at the pet. We watch them walk. We watch them move around the room. Are they favoring a limb? Are they guarding a part of their body. Their tongue, um, easier in dogs than cats, will it bit? <laughs> But when we, we just, they'll usually panting when they come in the room because they're a little concerned about being at the hospital. But that tongue is normally pink, generally. But is this pet's tongue a bright pink or almost a red? Or is it maybe dry looking? Or is it really wet and swollen? There's a whole lot of different ways the tongue can present that indicates to me, are we qi deficient? Are we yin deficient? Are we yang deficient? And and points me in a direction of where should I be looking. In more detail in the tongue diagnosis, when one looks at any one of our tongues, if you look at the tip or the sides or the middle of it, sometimes there's a change in color or change in thickness, and that can indicate organs, um, heart Uh, small intestine, large intestine, stomach, that kind of thing. So we look at all of that. Secondarily, we generally feel their pulses um, on our dogs and our cats, generally go in the back legs on the medial side or the inside of their legs. We feel their pulses and being able to determine, are those pulses kind of normal and thick and just thump, 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 or they thump, 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 or are they really deep and I have to push hard to find them? That also helps me determine are we in a deficient state? Or are we in an excess state? So, Chinese medicine, we, a lot of the Chinese medicine comes. It's 3,000 years old, so a lot of it goes, is it too much or is it not enough? Is it hot, is it cold, is it dry, is it wet? It sounds kind of funny to think of our animals that way, but that's how we make a diagnosis. And then based on that diagnosis, we choose acupuncture points, or we choose herbs, um, or we choose, there's na, which is Chinese massage. Um, there's motion a lot of the hallmarks of this, all of it is, you know, keeping things moving because stagnation is pain. If, um, and keeping balance and do we have too much of something or not enough of something? What do we need to do to write that? And there's a component of herbals. There's a component of diet. There's a component of exercise. There's a component of just stretching and motion and massage and that kind of thing. So, and there's a component of energy work, which, especially for humans, is a little easier to um, hone in on. Our animals don't tend to seek out qigong or, or moving moving energy that way quite so much. Right. Because they are energy.
0: <laughs> so for pet owners who are yes. thinking that this might be something that they would want to do, what would you say? I would reach out to um, your
1: doctor, your veterinarian, and ask them if they do it. If, acupuncture is pretty commonplace these days for our pets. And it's very likely maybe if the doctor you see doesn't do it, there is a doctor in your practice in, that does. And if not, um, at least from where I went to school, the Chi Institute, you can Google that and they have a find a vet and you can put in your zip code and they can show you any of the Chi graduates in your area. And I speak of Chi because that's what I know. But there are a couple of other excellent acupuncture courses throughout the country. Um, one's out of the University of Colorado. So just reach out. But I promise you, if you ask your vet, if your vet, if she doesn't do it, I'll bet she knows somebody who does. So,
0: And I can attest to the effectiveness of it because Roxy hobbled on into her <laughs> office the first time and now she's like a 14-year-old puppy. Yes. Dr. Leslie Ann Jones, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I love talking about this. Let's make our pets feel better. Absolutely.
0: And for Our Lives with Shannon Fisher, this is Shannon Fisher. See you next time.